0: But God is good. And regardless of how I feel when I walk in this place, I always leave feeling better. So may God be glorified in that. This is probably one of the things Paul was talking about when he says, I glory my suffering. So if my body has to suffer a little physically for the glory of God, then so be it, you know. I'm blessed spiritually. And my spiritual man will lift up my body, man. Amen. Everybody happy to be here? Excited about the word? I received this word from God yesterday. I wasn't really planning on giving it so soon. I wanted to, a little bit more time to dig into it, but that's okay. God will see me through. Yeah. Um, pretty excited about it. Cool. It's different. Yeah. Amen. But we'll get right into it. If you want to, you can go ahead and put uh, John chapter 1, verse 5 up on the screen. Verse 5 says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There's been many times that I've read over this this small verse. I'm ringing a little. There's been many times I've read over this small verse and just exactly that, read over it. I've never really stopped to slow down to kind of comprehend exactly what it's saying there. But I can remember a time in my life where everything in my life seemed to be going great. Um, when I first got out of high school, as many of you have told you many times, um, I got married right out of high school, had a beautiful wife, we had a great place to live, we both had nice cars to drive, had a good job, both of us did, making pretty good mo- uh, money together. And um, you know that wasn't limited, we, we both had the ability to go out and do whatever we wanted to, whenever we wanted to, things like that everything in my life at that time seemed to be good and like i've said before um we were involved in church uh we we went to church on a not so religious basis if you catch that um pretty much when, whenever we felt like it we you know we went to church tried to tried to be there as much as we can because we felt condemned to be there and uh Never really learned a lot about God. I knew about God. I knew of him. You know, I've, I've heard people speak of him. I've, I've heard about Jesus, and I was taught about Jesus and about how he saved us from sin, but I never knew, you know, never really knew the in-depth of that. Never knew that he saved me from poverty or sickness or anything like that. It was just salvation. So, been ignorant to all the things that a Christian should know in order to obtain a, a daily walk with God. Um, I, f- I fell under temptation. The enemy just just came in very subtly and began to affect my wa- my life in, in negative ways. I, c- I can only speak um, you know from a personal perspective because at that time um, even being married I didn't know how to communicate so I never community communicated anything to my wife about the things that I dealt with or the things that the enemy would attack me with so it was kinda just all me so the enemy would begin to uh, tempt me in different ways um, you know and like I said it came in subtly you know it wasn't a big thing but he, that's what he does he takes small things and he kinda just builds on them and if you don't know how to fight or you don't know what you're fighting against then Basically, you're fighting a losing battle because uh, you're, you're re- it's really like a, a cancer. And I hate to use that word, but sin is like a cancer. Sure. It starts off small, and if it goes undetected, it begins to grow and grow and grow until eventually it becomes detectable in your life. And uh, how you face it is pretty much whether or not you come out victorious. And since I didn't know how to face it, it pretty much overtook my life okay, so everything that I had began to fall apart piece by piece, and I won't go into detail on that because that's just one of the things yeah. I don't want to do, I'm not going to give the enemy that kind of, you know right. influence or that kind of glory on my life, all I know is he was there, he caused things to fall in his own way uh, when it all began to fall apart, didn't really have any place to go couldn't, couldn't turn to the, you know, to the people I really didn't know and, and that's, a, that's a bad thing to say, but when, when you go to a church that you're not truly involved with, then you're just going there to be there, okay? You, you honestly, it's, it's honestly not a body. And if it was, it wasn't one that I was a part of. It was one that I saw. So I had no one to turn to. Not uh, to when it when it came to my marriage, when it came to the things that I dealt with and, and, and things of that nature, didn't know how to overcome uh, the temptation on my life. Didn't know how to escape it, and since and since I was brought up in a religious-based church, and salvation was taught religiously, and not everything else, I didn't know how to to fight. You know in separate ways right. amen right. and so the the enemy would just break down my life to the point to where I had nothing left and that's where I came to in my life I come to the point to where I had nothing left um, Amber and I had separated uh, for a year and during that year it was, uh, it was honestly nothing but hell it was one uh, wrong decision after another all influenced by the enemy himself without me knowing because I had no knowledge of him been in my life. Right. And so he took me down a road that I didn't want to go down for his, for his own joy. The devil was taking me on his own joy ride. Amen. Amen. And in a lot of ways the enemy does that to many people sim- and, you know, similarly. I don't know if I said that right. He affects people in similar ways. Amen. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, I want to kind of just switch pages a little, but I want you to keep that testimony in mind. It says, which none of the princes of the world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And what they're talking about in the next scriptures is they're talking about the wisdom of God. They they didn't understand who Christ was. Okay, now the Bible's talking about the princes of that time. Princes meaning leaders, uh, talking about all those in authority then, saying if they they'd understood who Jesus was they would have never, they would have never crucified him. Now, the reason why the leaders of that time didn't know about Jesus is because they were too influenced by the enemy, okay? So all the while, while they, they persecuted Christ, while they beat him, while they, they'd done everything they did in order to, to lead him to the cross, they were under the impression that they were doing the right thing by law. They were under the impression that Jesus was an enemy and that he needed to be defeated in their mindset because they didn't know no better. They were, they were too persuaded by the enemy. Right. Amen. Amen. And I'm getting to a point, if you just stick with me. Now, here's... Here's where the enemy kind of gets sidetracked, okay? Because all the while, while he was having Jesus persecuted and took to the cross, he was unaware that, and this is good, listen, all the while where the, when the enemy thought that he was just about to bring Christ to the end, he was about to defeat the Son of God. That was his mindset. That's what the enemy was thinking the whole, mind. Oh, the whole time. He was thinking, I've got him. i got him right where I want him. Not only am I going to kill him, but I'm going to, per- I'm going to persecute him in front of everybody. I'm going to make a mockery of him. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shame him in public and all these things. And, and all the while, while the enemy was doing this, he didn't know that not only was he defeating Christ, but he was actually taking Christ to his place of glory. All the while when the enemy thought that he was, he was getting ready to win, all he was doing was leading Christ to the place, the one place where heaven and earth and all of hell would see the greatest victory ever. Amen? Amen. 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 And that scripture again, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. See, the, that word comprehend means understand see darkness doesn't understand light right. it can't comprehend the way light thinks amen, amen. and there's many stories in the bible that, that that go along with this with this scripture see job was of the same characteristics he was a man who owned everything and you know, everybody knows the story of job he was a rich man he was rich in everything he was rich in riches rich in land he was he was rich in uh, livestock. He, he, had a, he had a great family that he loved dearly. He, had, you know, he was healthy and protected overall by God. Yeah. And see, the enemy approached him. Uh, or He was roaming to and fro one day, and God approached the enemy and said, Have you considered my servant Job? And what was, what was the enemy's answer? He said, Don't you have a shield around him? You know what God's answer was? He said, Look, I take that shield down if you want me to. He said, I will allow you to touch everything that belongs to him except his life. And, I, and he said, I'll tell you now, Job still won't deny me. See, the enemy couldn't understand that. He didn't understand that. That's the reason why he, he took him down a road of persecution. That's the reason why he began to go and, and uh, tempt Job in many ways to try to get him to turn. But the one thing that the enemy didn't understand and couldn't understand was loyalty. Loyalty. Honor. Amen? Amen. There's a a lot of us that that went through trials in our life. Me, for instance. See, if the enemy enemy had known, and this is the reason why I give you my testimony, is if the enemy had known (laughs) that he wasn't defeating my life, but bringing me to a place to where I was so low, to where I couldn't find anything else to comfort me, to where I couldn't find any other place to turn, if he had knew that he was pretty much leading me to the place to where I would find true love. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Zach, if he had only knew, if he'd only knew that he wasn't defeating me, but he was leading, to, leading me to my one place to where I would find the love that I needed, to where I would, I would find the, the, the teaching I needed, the pasturing that I needed to grow—I yeah. mm. don't think you would have done it. You see where I'm getting at? See, so the enemy doesn't understand the way God thinks. See, so the, all, all the while while the enemy thought he was tearing me down, he was really getting me over into the place to where I could be lifted up. He was getting me over into the place to where I would turn to God in a way to where I've never turned to Him before. A way to, you know, to where I would just say, hey, God, here I am. There's nothing left. You can have anything you want. And see, I found that place. I found that place in love. And God, and God be- began to raise me back up into the person I am now. So when the enemy thought he was getting ready to defeat a child of God, all he was doing, Zach, was pushing me into the point to where I would answer my call. He was pushing me to the point to where I would finally see my anointing. See, light shines and the darkness can't can't comprehend it. So the Bible says that God chooses the foolish things to confound the wise. Amen? that's that's first corinthians 127 says but god hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and god hath chosen the weak things of the world to to uh the weak things of the world to i I guess defeat the mighty i might have worded that wrong or something oh that's right weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty Amen. amen see the enemy can't comprehend the way god thinks and see, that's our advantage, because every time that the enemy attacks us, he thinks he's bringing us down, but really he's bringing us into a place of blessing. Wow. If you look throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible, there's story after story of where people almost seem to be defeated, yeah. only for God to step in and say, here I am, yeah. you've lost again. Wow. If you remember, even, like even in your finances, there was a place in, in a passage of scripture where Jesus is sitting and he's watching people that are paying in tithes. And he's got all these rich people that are paying in uh, their, the tenth of all their riches. And he said, there's one woman that comes and she gives everything that she has. And the enemy's probably sitting back watching the same thing thinking, ha, I've got you. You're poor now. You ain't got nothing else to your name. I've taken everything that you have. And here you are. You're going to give your last little bit to a God who's never been there. You're poor, you believe in God, but he's, where's he at? Right. That's probably what the enemy was thinking, but God was sitting there watching the same thing, and he said she gave more than any, anyone else did because she gave everything that she had. Right. Amen. See, God's, God was up in heaven celebrating over this one woman. See, it didn't matter about everybody else because they were just tithing their, their tent right. on top of all the riches that they had, but this woman gave everything that she had, and when the enemy thought that she was defeated, mm, God was up in heaven saying, now that's my daughter right there. She trusts in me, and I'm getting ready to open up a window which no man can close. I'm going to pour out blessings upon her that she don't have room enough to receive. Amen? Ah, oh, I hope you're getting this tonight. See, God doesn't need mighty things. He doesn't need, listen, He don't need mighty things to, de- to defeat. And we've heard story on top of story throughout this uh, revival where God had taken just small numbers to, to, you know, to defeat large armies. Amen? So, we got to get out of that mentality to where, we, to where we think, you know, God, this is above me. You know, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I can handle this or not. You know, I, I'm not sure I can, over, you know, I can overpower this. Because, see, we serve a God that doesn't need an army to defeat an army. All He needs is three, or four leopards. Wow. All He needs is four leopards, like uh, Will so uh, beautiful, beautifully preached one time. Yeah. All He needs is four leopards that determine, you know what, if we stay here, we're going to die. That's, that's a sure thing. But if we go, (laughs) if we go, we might die also. But if not, we might find mercy. And they found more than mercy. Each step they took, God turned their footsteps into an army. An army so massive that it scared off the army that they were going towards. Amen? Listen, we serve a God tonight. We serve a God tonight that that thinks in, in light things. Amen. We serve a God that thinks in a way that the enemy can't comprehend. He can't understand, Zach. That's our advantage. Listen, you already have a portion of the Godhead in you. That's Holy Spirit. The other version is Jesus Christ, the Word. And you have that in your possession. And that's what the enemy doesn't understand. Everything that the enemy doesn't understand is in this book. It's in the book. And Zach, the more that we get into that book and the more that we read about him, the more unpredictable we become. The more unnoticeable we go. You understand what I'm getting at tonight? The more you get into this word... The more you, the more and more you become like Christ. Now, I'm not saying you're not Christ-like, Amen. Sure. But we we have we have the Word in order for us to learn and grow. Yeah. Yeah. And no no one in here has reached that point of perfection. Right. The enemy can still find flaws in us that he tries to use because he does he doesn't understand righteousness and grace. He doesn't understand righteousness and grace. And so he still tries to use those flaws that he sees against us. But listen, once we get into the Word and start reading more and more about Christ and who He is, we become more like Him. And is that, when it comes to the enemy, even, even when he thinks, listen, even when he thinks that he can attack us, he's only taken us to a place to where we can become greatly blessed. Amen. Amen. Are you encouraged tonight? Yeah. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I want you to leave here knowing that though you go through trials, don't look at them as trials. Look at them as opportunity. Yeah. See, Jesus saw everything as opportunity, Zach, even death. Even death he saw as opportunities. We see death as an end. We need to change that because God sees as an opportunity for new life. <laughs> so when Mary came to Jesus and said, you know, my brother's dead, it was his brother, right? It was her brother. I'm right about that, right? I'm not misquoting it. Mary, Lazarus. Okay, it was his brother. She said, my brother's dead. You're too late. He said, no, I'm not. He said, you'll see your brother again. She said, I know I'll see him in heaven. He said, no, you'll see your brother again. See, she had a mindset to where she saw death as an end. But God doesn't see death as an end. He sees it as a new beginning. And if we can look around us, we can clearly see that His knowledge of death makes sense. Because we live it. We live it all year. So we, we actually see death as an end when we live in seasons, which doesn't make sense. Because we know that once summer ends, and fall begins, things begin to die. And it can only move to the point of death. And then we go into a new season where everything becomes alive again. Amen? So I want you to know tonight that anything that you'll ever face in your life or in our lives as a whole, I'm going to tell you something. Because the enemy has brought a lot of attacks on this church. Amen. Zach, I'm telling you that despite the attacks, the enemy's only taken us to a place to where we can be greatly exalted. I'm telling you, he's in for, he's in for a defeat he'll never see coming. Because he's went up against a church who's chose to stand on the word of God in faith, believing in the grace of God, and he cannot stand. So even though it seems like we're looking at darkness, I want you to to know tonight that God's going to bring light out of it. He's going to bring light out of it. Nothing that you'll ever face in your life, God can't bring you out and exalt you higher than you were before. Amen? Amen. I'm going to leave you with that thought. If no one has anything, Brother Zach, it's all yours.